and welcome to another episode of Sales Talk. This is Justin Taylor, Novell's identity and security guru, bringing you yet another episode about identity and security topics. Today, we've actually decided to bring on an expert in access governance. And why are we doing that? Well, pretty simple to understand. Access governance is a term that, let's just say governance in general, is a term that everyone is using, yet very few people actually understand what it means. For this particular one, we're going to talk about access governance specifically. And, and this is pretty similar to what governance is overall, but maybe a slightly different tact on the governance perspective. In order to make sure that we get the best information and so that you don't just have to take it from me, we've brought along an expert. We've got Ben Goodman. Welcome to the show, Ben. Hey, Justin. How are you? Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. This is Ben's first appearance here on the show, so we're very grateful to have him. What we're going to talk about, Ben, is access governance. Again, as I mentioned at the beginning of the recording, is that individuals in the field and even our customers may have a different perspective on what access governance is all about. But we want to make sure that everyone is understanding how Novell views access governance. Could you go ahead and maybe give us just a quick introduction to what Novell means when it talks about access governance? Absolutely, Justin. As you stated, which I think was fairly accurate, a lot of people have a poor understanding of what governance is in general, or in some cases, they mean different things when they say governance. What Novell means when we specifically talk about access governance is really taking your IT governance, your risk, your compliance management, all of those components, but really focused on access, specifically the question of who has access to what. Who has access to what seems like an easy question to answer. It's definitely an easy question to ask. But for most organizations, this is a really difficult thing. And really what access governance is designed to do is to help organizations in planning who should get access to what and then reviewing that access on a continuous basis. So always knowing who has access to what. And then also potentially making it actionable so that when we know that someone should or shouldn't have access to something, that we actually adjust those levels of access. People have been doing this for a long time, right? I mean, this isn't anything new, really, to manage people's access. Why is it so much more difficult now with our systems that that we have to have something like an access governance product line or solution in order to manage this? Well, there's a couple issues. One of the things we find is that one of the ways that our customers are being compliant with access governance requirements is they're doing it manually. So they're applying clipboards, people with spreadsheets, or manpower at the problem. And that's a very expensive way to go about the problem. And it's also not very sustainable. One of our customers jokes that it takes them six months to do a quarterly review, and that, quite frankly, defies the laws of time and space. It's really not a sustainable way to go about this. Also, with governmental and corporate regulations are demanding that people be compliant with these access governance needs. And what we're seeing is employees need more and more access every day, and regulations are defining that that access needs to be more and more controlled every day. So those two things are inherently at odds with each other. So what our customers really need is a solution which helps them figure out who has access to what and allows them to manage that going forward and do it in a cost-effective, sustainable way. So let me ask you this. You talked about this notion here that we need to verify and certify who has access to what. And that obviously is a part of access governance. If we think back maybe to the old days before we even had computers, people probably went around and checked to see what keys you had or whatever the case might be. Why is it that we even have to worry about that? I mean, Novell makes this wonderful automation software. We know how great it is. It does all these wonderful things, makes rainbows and everything for the company. Why is it that we'd have to worry about verifying and certifying the access when something like Identity Manager would just provision it and set it up and manage it. So that's a great point, Justin. One of the things that we really want to get across to our customers and to our own salespeople so they understand it 
is that identity management and access governance are very complementary to each other. And that's whether you're using Novell's identity management solution or any of our competitors, if you've made that mistake of using our competitor's solution. Our access governance solution basically sits on top of that and really focuses on providing the business processes and intelligence on who has access to what, where our identity management system will then provide the automation of actually granting or taking away that access. So the two pieces actually work really fantastically together. One of the important things is that most of the knowledge of who has access to what, or more importantly, who should have access to what, exists in the business, exists in lines of businesses, exists with managers. They understand what a teller should have versus what a bank manager should have. They understand what a nurse should have versus what a doctor should have. The reality is that intelligence doesn't exist in IT, which is where identity management solutions are usually set up. So what access governance allows you to do is reach out to the business, get the information from them on who should have access to what, and then use the automation system set up by IT i.e. identity management, to actually provision or deprovision that access. So actually include the business versus making them just something that IT complains about, actually bring them in and vice versa, make it so that IT and business are you know, basically working as one. Would you say that's the, the goal of this? Well, I would say that IT will probably still complain about the business and business will still probably complain about IT. I think those are societal problems we're not going to fix. But I think what we are doing here is exactly what you said, allowing these two people to work together so that the intelligence and business knowledge that is contained in the business works in conjunction with the automation and validation capabilities that exist within IT. Let's talk about the reasons, again, that people want to do this. If you were to think about the top three problems that individuals are trying or companies are trying to face or deal with, what is it that they're trying to do that makes this such a difficult process? Well, there's really three things. Everyone right now, especially the economy and the state it's in, is trying to find ways to reduce costs. And as we talked about before, the cost of compliance, when it's driven by manual efforts, is extremely high. And that cost will continue to grow as systems continue to grow, as people continue to demand more access. So in a time when people are trying to reduce costs, the costs of compliance are actually growing. So really, access governance addresses that directly. They're looking to manage complexity. Complexity is one of the things that most contribute to the increase of costs and also can contribute into creating risk, which is really our third point, which is managing risk and reducing risk. As we all saw recently with the economic and financial meltdowns, a lot of that was due to people not properly managing risk. And the reality is that not properly managing risk not only puts someone's job at jeopardy, it potentially puts an entire company at jeopardy. So solutions that reduce costs while reducing complexity will inherently manage risk. And really, those three vectors, if a solution works on all three of them, it really is going to hit the sweet spot for most of our customers. And that's really what we focused on when we brought Access Governance Suite to market. What are some of the risks then that a company would take with this? We can understand somebody getting access to something they're not, but more than just somebody being able to see something, what's the real risk behind it that a company could face? Sure. There's a couple of things. One of the things that we also joke about is if a person works for a company long enough, they eventually get access to everything. As they move from job to job, they continually accumulate rights without ever actually taking away some of that rights. And one of the things that can happen with that is what's commonly referred to as a separation of duties violation or a segregation of duties violation, where people have access to do things that two levels of access should potentially conflict with each other. And the most common examples are things like accounts payable and accounts receivable. The person would have the ability to write an invoice and pay it. Therefore, they could potentially write themselves an invoice and then pay it without anyone ever knowing. 
that is an an SOD violation, very obvious one. Another one is the example of someone being able to do a trade in a stock environment and then potentially approve that trade. So that capability takes away the ability for someone to oversee what goes on and as a result, puts the business at risk. These risks can be found in an audit, which could result in some type of fine. If the risk isn't found in an audit and actually results in some form of breach, the damage to the company can be much worse than any fine could ever be. Definitely. Now, the other thing that you've also mentioned in there, and and this is something that a lot of salespeople kind of struggle with, is we use the term reduce costs, reduce risk. Why is it that we say manage complexity versus reduce complexity? It sounds like don't companies want to get rid of complexity? Why are we saying that we're just managing it? Yeah, so one of the realities is that it's not always cost-effective to completely remove complexity. People have different operating systems, different directories, different applications. You know, it's not necessarily in within our capability to eliminate that, but what we do have the capability is make that complexity more manageable. By understanding access rights and understanding what the access people have across all of those different systems, we're able to take that complex environment and manage the costs associated with it and make complexity less risky, make complexity less costly. Sounds like a good way to go. Thank you very much for your time today. We'll be inviting you back for another episode where we're going to introduce the Access Governance Suite. So thanks for being on the show today, Ben. Justin, thanks for your time. So for all of you listening to this edition of Sales Talk, we're very grateful to have you here today. And just to sum up, we've been talking about access governance, what it is and what it does for a company, and really the three main problems that companies are trying to deal with. Number one, be able to reduce the cost of those of access governance. Second, being able to manage the complexity that is inherent in dealing with the access governance. And then also the third aspect there, being able to reduce the risk. So in our next episode on access governance, we're going to be talking about Novell Access Governance Suite, uh, which is something that has been on our price list for a little while. And we want to make sure that everyone has a good understanding of this so that we can continue to grow sales of that. So until next time, this has been Justin Taylor thanking you again for taking the time to listen and wishing you happy selling. Novell Sales Talk is brought to you by Novell Inc. You can send us feedback at salestalk at novell.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time.